Welcome to the name game. Workout number 133 is Hinge Party. As many rounds as possible in 15 minutes. 12 slash 9 calorie row. 6 kettlebell snatches with each arm. 53 for males, 35 for females. And 12 GHD sit-ups. Additionally, every third minute, including the start of the workout, athletes must perform three D-ball over the shoulder, 150 pounds for males, 100 for females. exercise okay so we start with sandbag over the shoulder so if you have a sandbag yeah. or a d-ball whatever you have we'll we'll use three of them it's the reason you picked over the shoulder versus cleans you programmed this by the way i should have said that yeah <laughs> um i think well, a lot of people are used to cleans so i kind of want to just do something a little different over the shoulder um just get used to that I also personally like it a lot, so I kind of wanted to put yeah. that in. If you get to pick, why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I forget when I start. Uh, I saw those for the first time, and when I actually started doing them. But I like the first probably six months that I did those, it was always over the shoulder, and then it wasn't like till later that they started like programming way more cleans, like actually to the shoulder. Yeah. Because, like, the standard is way easier, I think, if it's a, over the shoulder. Because it's like, you just, you, just throw it. you just throw it over the shoulder. If you get it over yeah. the shoulder, you're good. Um, is there any, like, I guess the only thing that you can kind of do is, like, you can kind of, uh, like, bend underneath it as it goes over. Like, mm-hmm. almost, like, do, like, a mini squat as it goes over your shoulder. But yeah. I, is there is there any other standards, like, uh, in terms of, like, you have to keep your knees locked out or anything weird like that when you do the over the shoulder? Um, no, I don't think there are that, at least I'm aware of. Um, yeah. I do like it though, cause you get to kind of like use a little bit of momentum to just kind of like throw it over, right? It's a little bit more just like yeah. strongman like work versus like technicality. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the technique is a little bit different cause you like almost like rolled up your body more cause it, then it like yeah. rolls over your shoulder versus like. For me, like when it's more of a clean, it's like I create a little bit of separation in between my body so it doesn't like roll. So it's like, yeah. and then I, you kind of like dip underneath it in the last second for like a clean. So I think right. they are, are a little bit different. So you're doing those every three minutes. So you got a little every bit longer yet. Yeah. Yeah. What what kind of a pace did you start off on, on the rower? Um, I was, the goal was to be around like 920 to 950 cals per hour. Um, that was something sustainable, um, didn't like wear me out. And from there, like towards the end, I kind of sped it up a little bit more to go more into like thousands, mm-hmm. but I kept that pace for most of it. Do you have like, uh, any time trial data, like in terms of like, uh, do you want your average paces for like a 2k or 5k or anything along those lines? I do. Yeah. So um 2k i like to keep it like i think my best time which was a few months ago was 158 um as an average per 500 yeah Yeah. so so one um, for me 158 that's pretty good yeah probably like i don't know 10 10 25 10 50 cows an hour somewhere in that range so yeah a little bit slower than 2k i think definitely makes sense for most people 
Yeah. And another thing too, like I, one thing I based off of knowing that like, for me, I think the, the, the D balls or sandbags, whatever you use, um, over the shoulders was like the most fatiguing, um, Mm. try, try to do three fast. Um, so knowing that, um, I can't try to keep like a conservative pace on the rower. Didn't want to knowing me too, like I'm really good at burning myself out when it comes to any type of monostructural equipment. So, um, and kept it conservative there, at least in the first few rounds. Yeah. I feel like the, the kettlebell snatch with it not being like, you know, crazy heavy and it being Mm -hmm. single arm, it's. It's much like a dumbbell snatch where it's like, yes, it's taxing, but it's like, you kind of have this like one methodical pace that you go about it. And I feel like it's the same thing with like a GHD, like, okay, yeah, you could speed this up a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things in a 15 minute workout, like you're probably not going to. So it's like, yeah, then it's, it's almost like your, your pace comes down to like your row. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. I think the good thing about that is like you, you can kind of take the, like have a, a baseline sort of row to start off at it. Like kind of like you said, and then hopefully it's something where it's just slightly conservative where you can pick it up a, a little bit, ideally in like the, the second half of the workout. Right. How long have you been in CrossFit at this point? Oh, it's been, um, I think it's going to be my, going to be my three year anniversary. I was gonna say I was I was gonna guess three years. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. It's uh it's been pretty cool to watch all like your movements get like way more refined. Like obviously like you had the strength conditioning background, which is but that's like so so different than like learning how to do like a Metcon where like all the moves are mixed together in like these different ways and stuff. So it's just like yeah, it's been cool to watch your progression for sure. It it is super interesting too. Like I know just in the strength and conditioning background, like so many things are looked at differently. There's it boils out to the same principles, mm-hmm. but like things are looked at differently where like a lot of these movements aren't being done like over the shoulder, the kettlebell snatches, JHD sit ups, like you like at work, working at the university, like you don't see any of those things being no. done. Like <laughs> no. at all. Like with any of the athletes. It's very much like there's like staple movements and all those things. Like um yeah. And these, so this is definitely like not something that if you talk to a strength coach at the collegiate or professional level, they're not, it's not something they're familiar with or used to. Yeah, not at all. And and it's also like different when it's like you're racing, whatever it is, like you're, you're drastically trying to make whatever, all the movements like as easy as possible versus like in like strength conditioning, you're trying to get like your best stimulus so that like you improve whatever, like the sport is. Whereas like this is the sport, so like you're trying to optimize for these movements. So it's like yeah. you might do like a dumbbell snatch, like we were talking about this on the podcast. So it's like you might teach uh, a triathlete how to do a dumbbell snatch, but you're not really trying to like have them gamify a dumbbell snatch to get as efficient as they can. And like right. alternating hands in the air and like doing all that stuff and like trying to like cycle it quickly. Like you're just trying to like have some general like qualities that you're trying to attack. So it's it's very different when you're yeah, like the the exercise is the sport that you're doing. Yeah. What are you listening to right now when you're working out? Huh? 
What's your go-to oh, playlist? <laughs> I, would, I think I had Drake Radio on when I was playing this. It was, it was some hip-hop that was on. I think it was Drake. <laughs> These are the important questions that we need to know. <laughs> Drake, and the, that's, your, the, that's your workout strategy. Yeah. The, the like main reason I did that was because I knew I was going to be filming this. And I was like, well, I can't be putting on like a doll or anything. I got to make it just in case <laughs> someone listens to the music in the background. Uh, that would have been so entertaining if you're listening to Adele, just like yeah. sobbing on the rower, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wet in tears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is in the point of the workout where, oh, like, man. I started focusing more on like stronger pulls to kind of increase the pace, just because I knew like I passed the halfway point. I don't feel like super fatigued. I felt pretty good. Yeah. So, and, and these chunks of the movements are very manageable. Um, and it's it's like yes, like the the D ball or the sandbag is going to be fatiguing, but it's like at the end of the day, it is three reps. So it's like you, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like heavy power clean or something along those lines, where it's like if you you can almost drop and reset and like take a breath or two and then go again. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone sort of has that like threshold where it's like this is this is where I'm at, where I feel like I can be, you know. Say it's like a, a two twenty five bar, and for like a, a strong guy, it's like okay, you should be able to to hit that for a rep, drop, take a few breaths, do it again, and like you should be able to yeah. basically do that on repeat and have it be sort of like cyclical in that sense. And I feel like it's a similar thing with these sandbag cleans, and I I think we're only going to see more and more of like the sandbag stuff because it's just like it's not a very expensive piece of equipment. It's easy to standardize. It's like you just throw it on a scale, and like that's it. Yeah. So. I think we're only going to see more and more of these. So it's important that people kind of can get into that rhythm of when they're doing these. Have you ever experimented with like not locking your hands when you lap it? I have. The problem with me is like my short arms. Yeah. Like I like to feel that security of locking it. Um, And I'll sometimes like even do the whole clasping thing. So a lot of times when I don't like get my arms fully in there, um, I feel like I, I lose it. So just for like that security, I've, so I could like wiggle up and stand out before I throw it out. Yeah. It's definitely, so like, I feel like if you can, it's, a, it's like a great technique if it's like a very manageable sandbag for you, like whatever weight that is, um, yeah. which obviously is going to be different for different people. But if you can get in the habit, if it is a lighter bag, it's a lot quicker. But then at a certain point, like you said, well, it's either going to be two things. Either it's going to be like heavy enough where like you have to lock or it's going to be so big because it's that heavy that you can't lock yeah. anyway <laughs> and you're forced to like bear hug it. But that's definitely like one more thing to like it taxes your grip if you actually it, it would seem like it'd be the opposite where it taxes your grip more if you were able to lock. But not being able to lock, you're basically just like squeezing with like your your wrist flexors like ooh, like yeah. doing a false grip basically like that kind of motion. Um, and that can actually be really tiring. Yeah, and, and I know with this workout, like, I knew it was a lot of hinging yeah. and, like, low back. So I'm like, all right. And I didn't feel it when I was doing it. Like, I felt fine. It was not until the day after. Yeah. Like, my low back was super tight. And you could probably make your kettlebell snatches, like, a little bit less like a, a kettlebell swing and, like, mm-hmm. more 
more of like a, a hang position with like a white barbell where you, you kind of almost like bounce it, like kind of like that idea. Yeah. Where you stay more upright with your torso, which is to be honest, I've seen people do that and I'm like, Ooh, I should probably practice that because if it is something that's a little bit lighter, you can get away with it, but I haven't really played with that much. So but this might be a good opportunity for me to do that. Yeah. And like we were talking about before, like this is, it's an AMRAP a lot of times, like it's as hard as you make it depending on your pace and all that. So you'll see like I moved, I'm not moving fast. I'm not going at a hundred percent here. So testing out something like that would have been a good, a good time to do it. Um, yeah. And this is what, kind of what this is for too, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, like we say we're competing all the time in the name game, which is true. Like you're trying to be at your best, but like there are times where it's like, you just want to experiment with things sometimes and like see right. if it goes well or not, because it, at the end of the day, it is training. Like sometimes I feel like people get really hung up on like, Oh, it, like it has to be this way. Or like they get really upset if they like fail, like they go slower in a workout in their training. Cause they like try this like new pinch with their feet on like a rope climb or something. And it's like, that's what training's for. Yeah. Right. Now, you know. Yeah. But uh, your your kettlebell snatches look super smooth, and they're not super swingy. It's sort of like a hybrid, which is yeah. probably like best for like a workout like this where it is super hinge heavy already, and then uh, but then you're also like have pretty high general fatigue because it is a long workout. Does your back ever get you in those GHGs? Like, does it bother you at all? Uh no. They they usually feel pretty good. Yeah, they feel pretty good on those. Yeah, you do a good job keeping tension. Like, you don't crash out of the... Like, a lot of people... Not a lot of people, but I've definitely seen, like, quite a bit of people who... Uh, it, it tends to be, like... I'm trying not to just come out and say it, but I will. Um, it tends to be, like, more female athletes who, like, uh -huh. tend to be a little bit lower tension. They'll, like... They'll start learning themselves, and then they'll almost, like, drop. It's almost like what, what people do in, like, a squat, where they, like, get most way down. And then they, like, lose tension and, like, drop that last, like, four inches and, like, ride the yeah. bounce out. They do that same thing with the GHD, which isn't necessarily inherently bad, but uh, they tend to – those are the types of people who tend to get in issues when they like, low back pain for, for GHDs, I found at yeah. least. So that doesn't – like, the the typical, like, master's athlete who's dealing with, like, GHD back pain is not, not the same as, like, the teen. <laughs> it's a yeah, little bit different. Right. <laughs> Because they're not able to bend at all. And the team just like bending in half. Yeah. <laughs> but issues with tension, I guess. So what, was it just like the row here at the end that was the toughest thing? Or what was the most challenging aspect of it? Yeah, I would say just once I started like, if, I, if this were like five minutes longer, I'd feel like I would feel it a lot more. Because that's when I started picking up the pace for the rower. Yeah. Um, but because I kept it conservative for a, a bit, about like half of the workout, like I feel like I had enough energy and I, I felt good throughout. Like I wasn't dying at the end, but I started feeling it towards the end. So I remember like when I was kneeling there, I was like, if I pushed it earlier, this would have hurt a lot more. But it was definitely, I would say the rower that was the hardest. Kettlebell snatches were kind of just like the annoying thing that's in between everything, but it wasn't bad. GHDs were decent. Alrighty, folks, it's that time. Be sure to submit your scores to the leaderboard at zorfitness.com slash TNG. You're more than welcome to share this and take it on with some friends and best of luck on the workout.